We are so back, ladies and gentlemen. Bitcoin is finally up, and I'm finally not as poor as I was last week for the first time in a long time, and I hope you are too. Welcome back to Block Bites, everybody. We're going to have a lot to talk about today because, you know, like I mentioned, the charts are looking pretty sexy. Wall Street Journal is throwing a lot of shade. Um, what else? Oh, big things happen over on Phantom. Guys, it's going to be a great show. I got Buns. Beavis just logged in. We're going to be talking. It's going to be great, guys. <laughs> uh, so let's just start the show, man. Let's go. They take your money, then they take you down with them. Let's do better together. ERN. Extremely resilient, naturally. What's up, guys? Austin here with Block Bites, and I just wanted to give a big shout out to the team from Shimmer Network for sponsoring our channel. If you haven't looked into Shimmer yet, they are a DAG-based, feeless layer one network that's highly scalable. You can learn more by visiting shimmer.network. Hello, hello, and welcome back, Miss Buns, Mr. Beavis. Hello. Welcome Howdy. to my podcast. How are you all today? Getting getting a bit of a late start, but otherwise good. My power is supposed to be like out all today, but I'm giving it a try on my computer. Uh, but I can switch to my iPad if necessary. Okay, that makes me feel good. He could completely <laughs> shut down at any moment. Buns, what about you? <laughs> Do you, do you have your like Wi-Fi on um, like a backup battery thing? No, I have internet on my iPad. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. That's okay. powerful. My oh, girlfriend boy. got it for me for my birthday because I was going through an online Magic the Gathering phase, and uh, <laughs> now that? I just now I just use it for work. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's like devolved from like everything else in my life. Uh, you know, I thought work. you didn't game at all, but to hear that you went through an online Magic the Gathering phase makes me realize, dude, you were just ashamed. You were ashamed that you were the most gamer of them all. I have when about three Magic hours a night where I either watch really bad TV and every once in a while I pick up a video game. Mm. I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. Bad TV. I'm all about it. Wonderful. Bones, <laughs> have you ever played Magic the Gathering? I have a suspicion. I... I have wands. I, I, no I do way. Magic, I don't know about. <laughs> I do gatherings in the forest. Um, you have gatherings in the forest. Magic, magic gatherings external to any licensed property of the Hasbro Corporation. Oh, okay. You can't I even played, say uh, Magic the now. Gathering once in middle school. Oh yeah, your cat. Wow, yeah, beautiful beast. Wow. I played Magic the Gathering once in middle school at the bus stop, and I got bullied for the whole year because of it, just because I did it once. Magic the Gathering, not even once. That's my lesson to you all. That's, that so like a, card, that's a card game, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like comic book stores. I have a lot yeah. of comics. So. Yeah, comics are all like right. Waffle comics. Yeah, whatever. I, I would like love to, play, to see them. Uh, Marvel but Snap. I know your position is delicate. Yeah, it is. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little precarious. The counterweight yeah. thing's working out, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Heck yeah. 
Peace so, mode. first thing I want to ask you guys about, talk to you guys about um, today as a matter of business. We talked a little bit about it last week when the story first broke, but I was surprised to see it's still going on on Twitter. Um, the Wall Street Journal's report on crypto financing terrorism. We talked about this for a good while last week. Um, but it's interesting because not only did chain analysis kind of debunk the numbers, but the Wall Street Journal's own source, Elliptic, uh, which is another cryptocurrency analysis firm that they cited, has said that their numbers were misrepresented. Um, they straight up debunked the article with their own blog posts stating, you know, you miscounted the wallets. Like, essentially, they were saying that wallets that were associated with these Hamas wallets, um, being like broker wallets, so money flowing through uh were considered having raised funds for Hamas which is just not true uh, yeah it's like it's like when you misidentify like a Binance wallet as some guy's wallet and there's yeah. like a hundred million dollars in there and you're like oh this guy's so rich exactly awesome exactly. that's a classic mistake I'm glad the Wall Street Journal is is uh you know falling into the same traps that we all do yeah, you gotta well, learn at some point yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, though, and I guess just like we all sometimes do, uh, they have refused to learn uh, or <laughs> apologize or issue it in a correction. Um, they had this article come out six days ago. So right after, I mean, people were already calling them out for this. And they're continuing to push the narrative that Hamas is continue like that is a big component of their funding. Um, and on top of that, this is. This is kind of interesting to me. This is kind of sad in a way. But the reporter who wrote the original article, he's kind of defending himself. He's like reciting his sources line by line. Um, but just like you just explained, Bebus, I mean, he's just fundamentally misunderstanding what he did in that he just misattributed a wallet, right? Like if I send money to Bebus, our wallets can be considered to be related. Uh, but that doesn't mean my wallet is Bebus's or that all the money in my wallet is Beavis's. Um, so, interesting. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff here. Uh, you know, at least when Cointelegraph reported some fake news, you know, they issued an apology, they issued a retraction. Um, but the Wall Street Journal continues to double down. How do you guys feel about this? Do you guys feel like this is like an example of like some, some would say conspiratorial thinking, but like straight up just a mass coordinated narrative? Hmm. Leading the question here. <laughs> I think like uh, it probably gets clicks. It's going to get maybe hate clicks from the crypto people. It's going to get genuine clicks from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe all they care about. And you can make the argument that if your wallet is one degree away from a terrorist funded wallet, then you know, you are to some degree affected by the OFAC sanctions list. It's like when uh, people were sending tornado cash ETH to everybody uh, just to get their wallets marked down. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's like a really terrible argument and and, and shows like a, a horrible misunderstanding of how all this stuff works. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's something, I guess, like, you know, they've got the world's smallest, uh, you know, thinnest platform to stand on uh mm. or whatever you call it yeah it's just clickbait they're just trying to get attention oh, um i mean that's kind of their job 
but I think they know better. They do. Uh, they're smart enough to know the difference, but they realize that they'll just make more money by continuing this narrative. And also what it does, and I think this is pretty dangerous, is that it pokes at the integrity of cryptocurrency. And I think that we should just have like a higher threshold of like when we should call something um, felonious in, in one way or another. And I think that they should be held accountable to that at, it's at some level mm -hmm. uh, because it does, it, it does hurt businesses that are legitimately um, invested in crypto. And, uh, you know, that's just does bad for everybody. I mean, uh, yeah, I wonder what kind of grounds you can like fire off a civil suit against the yeah, Wall yeah. Street Journal. I feel like this uh, is an idea more than anything. It's hard. And that's why yeah. I'm like saying this specific entity, that's where they would and they can't. Right. Yeah. They, they ha actually had the and, and that's also where you can kind of see like the BS meter is whenever someone's like, you know, uh, statistics say or research says or whatever, like, OK, but what statistic, what research are you referring to specifically? If they can't give that level of specificity, then and they're just intentionally being amorphous, then they're obfuscating things because they don't really have facts. That's it. Yeah, they're pointing to the BuzzFeed article and the YouTube video they saw at like 1 a.m. while they were, you know, high on something. <laughs> it all it all makes sense. It all boils down to the same thing. Lack mm -hmm. of integrity, lack of rigor. Um, and we see it in the crypto news. We see it, you know, if you're a journalist, it, there's like, OK, if you want to be a really good journalist, you're never, ever going to make money unless you're like the luckiest man alive. Mm -hmm. If you want to make money as a journalist, you just have to pedal schlock. Uh, so, you know, so, you know, I agree with you guys in that aspect that if you're a journalist, you got to pedal schlock. But there is another <laughs> way to make a lot of money as a journalist, and that is to align yourself with people that have money and push their interests. Another time tested strategy. And I believe that's actually much more along the lines of what we're seeing rather than them just trying to bait clicks. Bait and now clicks. a word from our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, now a word from our sponsors. Right, we're going to talk about streamer later. Don't worry. Um, no, but uh, It's conveniently they, uh, timed too as the markets are starting to turn. I mean, mm -hmm. we see this with a lot of things um, where there's this coordinated FUD, so to speak. Yeah. And then it's met by this, oh, surprise rise in the markets all of a sudden. Yeah, it's, people it's people inevitably just get pissed off when other people are making money. It's like yes. a tale as old as time. It's like if you look at, you know, Joe Schmo, he just made 100x on PP coin. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you're over here sitting on poo poo coin. You know, you're you're down 14 percent. You look at Joe and you just hate that guy with all your life. <laughs> um, you know, and then you double down on poo poo coin. Meanwhile, PP coin does another 100x. And it's all over, you know, um, it's, it's a, a tale as old as time. So I think the the thing that the narrative, I guess, that is that is formed here, obviously, is, you know, crypto. The, this is a classic old one. Crypto is used for uh, hiring hitmen. Crypto is used for buying drugs uh, exclusively, all that stuff. Now crypto is being used to conduct terrorist attacks. All of this cash is, is used to do those things more than anything. Oh, yeah. And I mean, cash is used a lot more. <laughs> yeah they cash has you know, serious adoption yeah we, we've seen Heard in the it. last week or so uh 20 percent of congress sign a letter to the president saying they need more uh oversight over cryptocurrency right mm. now the article that i was reading was making it kind of clear that they understand that blockchain is easily blockchain 
transactions are easily auditable, like because they're public, right? But the problem comes when they enter centralized exchanges because that's when it gets a little bit more difficult to find out where the money is going because um, you have to start subpoenaing, issuing subpoenas. I don't think subpoenaing <laughs> is a word, but start issuing subpoenas. <laughs> yeah, you start swinging your subpoena around. And uh, they. So what we're going to see here is I think greater crackdowns on centralized exchanges, which we've already seen, have been beaten up quite badly over the last year uh, from yeah. Coinbase to Binance. So my question to you guys, and this is not biased at all, is uh, is DeFi the last bastion for crypto? Is this DeFi the last place that you can really be a cypherpunk? Is DeFi the last place that you can maybe do crimes? <laughs> Um, I mean, probably, probably less so, uh, DeFi. I mean, you know, there always has to be the point wherein you are offboarding funds or sending funds to a place that needs your identity, um, because that's how you pay for houses. That's how you pay for your car. That's how you pay for your utilities. That's how you pay to live is your, your, on-chain funds need to hit some entity that wants to know who you are. Um, and, you know, so DeFi makes, you know, DeFi is awesome. Um, DeFi is auditable. DeFi solves a lot of centralized exchange issues. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it, it will make crime harder. Like if everything is super transparent up to the point of off-ramping, then, you know, uh, Good luck is all I got to yeah. say. People can't mm -hmm. track your, your bank accounts unless they're like, you know, a, a private, like an insider in some capacity. And at that point, you also have like legal protections uh, that prevent someone from broadcasting your private transactions on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. But we have these on-chain sleuths now who just like make all these things just so transparent and uh, technologies tooling that continues to grow in terms of sophistication to capture these these techniques that people try to do to obfuscate their transactions. I mean, it's really just a futile effort to think that you're going to really get away with it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just going to continuously get more difficult. Well, isn't that a bit interesting, actually, when we really consider that, that the trend politically seems to be to crack down on crypto, right? To, to revoke some of the privacy that exists as a result of the technology. But there is really no institutional pushback on extending any of the privacy that you get with your personal bank accounts, right? Like I can't, I can't just go post Bebus's or Buns's uh, Bank of account America number. account number online. Yeah. They like they bought all this shit and they invested in all this stuff. But uh, yeah. you know, I mean, right now there's a really big push in the VC space for compliant transaction obfuscation, which is essentially. You know, we're going to op we're we're not going to have you know block scanners. You're not going to be able to easily look up what people are doing. Um, but the the CIA, NSA, FBI, whatever three letter agency can call us up, and we can uh, mm -hmm. export your your transaction CSV to them. Um, which is you know I think it it gives you a little bit more of a balance where it's like okay you know people don't need to see what i'm investing in how i'm investing in it people don't need to be screaming at me every time i'm you know i i move money around uh, but uh if if a crime 
is committed and we suspect, okay, there's something going on here, FBI could be like, yo, email me the CSV of all of your user transactions for the past 30 days, and they can trace that out. Um, and and that I feel... That's a big email file. That's, that's a bit, dude. And we're gonna we're gonna get like them leaked, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, maybe we should be a little more granular with these exports." Uh, uh, and then it's hopefully you know, they have. Yeah, hopefully we're gonna run back web too. <laughs> hopefully, but we've we uh, you know we were many of us were in the ledger hack. You know, all these companies that are like, "Oh, we're the we're the web three super privacy guys." It's like. Once you get to the back office, it's like everybody's just, you know, whipping PII around. Nobody had their yeah. nobody had their protected information training sitting through the slideshow. Um, and, you know, we we pay for it. Unfortunately, I've just given up like I'm I'm like as identity stolen as possible. I have just set up my life so that it doesn't matter at all. Like, you yeah. know, your identity gets stolen. You're like, okay, you know, nowadays it doesn't even matter that much because everybody assumes after Equifax that everybody's identity is stolen. So you just mm -hmm. like call or email some government entity. You're like, hey, my identity is stolen. Can you add like 2FA to my existence? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. We'll do that. Uh, I just change my identity every other year, you know. <laughs> Smart, smart. That's 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 the more expensive path. Uh, I've chosen really the, not the that cheap, cheap option. Really? Like, How much like is it? Five hundred dollars. Yeah. Five hundred dollars. That's a lot of. Well, it used to be a lot of cheeseburgers. Now McDouble's cost three dollars. So, yeah. That's, I mean, I that's guess. a lot of money. That's a lot of burgers. It's, maybe that's not that much for changing your identity. Like, I, that's true. That's true. In my head, I was like, okay, that's probably about ten thousand bucks. My solution you know? is just to be so poor, I have nothing worth stealing. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a strategy uh that is also time tested and works yeah. really really well so yeah, i mean who who would want to steal my identity you know um <laughs> yeah so interesting stuff interesting stuff interesting stuff in terms of what i find most interesting about this as a nerd as a narrative nerd is i just really love how these the skill with which narratives are being dovetailed in the public sphere. You see it a lot in crypto stuff. It's not nearly as elegant or as influential because uh, there's not as much money or power involved yet. But with this Hamas crypto thing, and then immediately you have legislation going through, like being presented, it's quite impressive. It's quite impressive. This is something we're going to need to master as an industry if we want to have as much control. I think it was what SBF was trying to do, but he was a little too... Uh, autistic maybe like he was just throwing money and then expecting did you guys know this i was reading the, the 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 book going infinite sbf was like biden's number two donor and he never got a phone call with him oh he my gave, he, he gave the guy God. the second most money that's doing it wrong you're supposed to have him on the speed dial then you know yeah it's like um people like we're in we're in like gen x we can't watch a video more than five or not gen x gen z can't watch a video for more than five seconds you know uh i feel like having to wait to develop that relationship like the attention span i mean spf has adhd you know he's probably running around like a chicken with his head cut off we can't we can't wait to nurture these relationships to the degree that we can actually like you know do something meaningful uh because i feel like you know if you're trying to speed run you know, your political donor journey, um, uh, it's just like, that's not how life works. Like these relationships take years and years to develop. 
Hmm. I can hear you, but you look, you look frozen on my end. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he's completely frozen. Now he's oh, going. Just stay uh, frozen. The power's going out. Oh, I don't stay know frozen. what's going on. <laughs> is, is this intentional that you're flashing off and off? Yeah, I was I was stopping my cam and starting again. Oh, yeah, sometimes it works. So I, mean, we I will say this. In. I'm not a Gen Z. So Oh, go ahead, Buns. You're not a Gen I'm Z. I'm technically not a Gen Z, but okay, we're on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> You you can't tell me that you don't you don't look at an Instagram reel and just be like, well, maybe that's pretty good. Well, maybe that's pretty good. <laughs> well, maybe that's pretty good. As in, Man. I can't stop watching. <laughs> I'm a hardcore millennial. You never ask a lady your age, so I'm not going to ask your age, Buns. But are you a millennial or are you a Zoomer? I am a um, what the, what's a Zoomer? <laughs> Gen Z. Oh, I'm okay, obviously you're not, not a freaking that. Zoomer. <laughs> You don't even all know right, what it is. All right, all right. I'm I'm in the I'm in the uh, the crossover generation. I'm like, I'm like, I'm technically a millennial, but yeah. I know in my heart of hearts that I'm at least a certain percent Zoomer. I watch Skibbity Toilet. I watch Skibbity Toilet, and I'm like thinking about it really hard, <laughs> and that's just my life. I'm married to a youngin. Isn't that Gen Z? The young people. Yeah, the young people. Yeah. So. Not too young, I hope. Um, so he's legal. I'm married to him. He's legal. Thank God. Um, we got a comment here from And One Play Five. This kind of leads into my next topic. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you what happened to you guys. YouTube doesn't get poisoned by the negativity of the scammers on Twitter. The reason CT is quiet is because they're all silent and they all got wiped out. I don't quite know. I think what you're saying here is that people on YouTube are a little bit more positive. But uh, everybody faded Bitcoin from 15.5 to 35K. They're done. You better have hopium, or if you don't believe, you should go short right now, Max. Now, this is the question on everyone's mind right now, I think, is we had a big run-up on Bitcoin uh, yesterday. Right, Buns? Huge. Big, fat candle. Printed. Now, some people maybe preemptively are calling it the end of the bear market. It's all over now. We're in bull now. We're in bull mode now. Um, don't say it. Don't say it? Don't say it. Don't jinx say it. On YouTube, you jinx don't it. jinx it. Should I be <laughs> pump, pumping that hopium right now? So when I was looking for reasons why Bitcoin pumped, the one thing that I saw that came up was uh, there's a website called the DTC, DTCC website. It's the Deposit, Trust, and Clearing Corpse website. Now, this is the website that has like all the tickers of everyone applying to be put on exchanges to get like cleared by the SEC. So someone went on there from crypto Twitter, someone who's probably was the first time they'd ever been on this website, probably the first time they'd ever heard about it. 99% of the time, 99% chance, the first time anyone in crypto had ever heard about this website. They go on there and they see the, uh, the, the BlackRock proposed ticker on there and they think, Oh, it's approved, right? And so this spreads like wildfire, and this supposedly kicks off this big green wick. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but there was a little bit of euphoria from when the Coin Telegraph intern published that article saying that it was approved. Um, that I think people are just kind of now pricing it in. Actually, they actually believe it's just going to happen. Buns, do you have a, do you have an opinion? Do you, do you have a reason you think it pumped? I, I, I think you give too much credit to the power of uh, crypto Twitter 
impulse buys. People who mm. are spending enough money to move Bitcoin, what was it, like 15%? Mm -hmm. um it's not coming from that i guarantee you um it's coming from something that you're not aware of and uh, the best thing that i that you could think is that it might be something that may be tangentially relevant because it's correlated to the incident but mm -hmm. correlation doesn't mean causation right so um i don't think that really any of us know the real real reason and the real real money that went into pushing uh, bitcoin up that high but yeah, I think someone said it in the comments, um, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad time to, to short <laughs> uh, mm. um, whenever it goes up that high so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, he's saying that- Not financial uh, advice. I'm yeah, not financial advice. <laughs> for, usually... so for real, real, not, a, not financial advice. I do well with the very high leverage trading um, for things that are just super obvious, like things like this, like, mm -hmm. and then I just protect myself and like, you know. I use soft glasses, you know, like, yeah, I know some people don't, um, not to name names. I think she's already gotten enough, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, she's got enough black, but yeah, a stop loss, an easy tool to yeah. use. No reason not to use it. And <laughs> also whatever I gamble, I call it a gamble. Just like, you know, I go to the casinos and I put money and think I'm going to win or whatever. I don't really mm -hmm. think I'm going to win. I know I'm going to lose. It's expectations. So yeah interesting so are you so even if you're saying to go short are you still generally optimistic still hopeful bones going forward these next couple months or are you oh yeah that i mean it's on a longer term definitely mm. i mean we see the rainbow chart like number goes up right it's it's an algorithm right mm. um i mean <laughs> i wouldn't be here if i didn't yeah i wouldn't be here if i didn't if i didn't believe that mm. um fundamentally uh because i think that there's a lot of aspects of just inherently within crypto that is just it is a future decentralization is a future there's it's inevitable um we've kind of like uh, we've kind of ridden the waves so to speak of centralization we've seen the mm -hmm. problems that come with that there's a lot of distrust more now than ever it's like um a lot of revolutionary uh what is it gen zers <laughs> whatever uh, people that yeah. are just more woke to the scams that that is the, the the monetary system that we have um it's actually why i originally got into um economics is because i was like let me get to know my enemy very well so that way i can know better and not fall into a lot of traps and um uh, a lot of people are starting to wake up to that reality as well and mm. i think that's great um, we have more people watching Zeitgeist, and this, that was actually a really good movie a lot while ago. And I watched it, I was like, "Huh, that's how the dollar is made uh, out of thin air." And when the first yeah. dollar is made, it's uh, automatically putting everyone into perpetual slavery because suddenly you have interest owed on money that doesn't exist. Like you, mm. you now owe a dollar and one cent when there's only a dollar in the economy. Like something here doesn't doesn't add up, and that's that extra mm -hmm. cent that that is now perpetually owed. And um, yeah, from there it just gets worse. Yeah, I mean, well, with, without getting too philosophical, the whole purpose of that that system is to encourage uh, nonstop growth, right? Um, for better or for worse, right? The the idea that you know there's not literally not enough money to go around, so you have to kind of scramble and keep borrowing. The the borrowing encourages you to to try and, and build more and more, right? Um, but we've seen a lot of inefficiencies as a result and a lot of 
really terrible things manifest as a result, right? Like, yeah. as continue. we start to deviate away from expectations, that deviation over time will continue to grow, like, um, in, an, in a very a drastic manner. I don't want to say exponential per se, but it's not necessarily going to be a very smooth sailing ahead. Um, mm. When COVID happened, uh, are, are we allowed to say that on YouTube? When the yeah. virus happened, um, I watched a lot of conspiracy YouTube. They're like, when no, the, they're not allowed to talk about it. They're like, the jab or stuff like that. Mm. Whatever. But anyways, okay. Um, but yeah, whenever that happened, I was like, yeah, we're pumping so much money. The inflation's going insane. It's dire, dire uh, outlook for the future and not optimistic about it, unfortunately. I mean, I, I try to look away and not pay mm -hmm. too much attention to it because it's kind of depressing when you really can read between the lines and see what's happening. Um, but we're going to have to have a completely different uh, monetary system um, just inevitably. I mean, and that's something that, that capitalism is already going to lead to anyways. It's just naturally it exploits naturally it's unsustainable naturally it's greedy like these are things that are just literally written into the program it's like mm -hmm. <laughs> it i mean like you said the things that you said are legitimate right but it's legitimate under the framework of a capitalist mindset right where this interest mm -hmm. is this thing that propels the economy etc like sure yeah it grows right but that's part of the problem is that this growth is unsustainable but um it's for another day i won't go on yeah. rant interesting um, yeah i mean the i mean I've heard a lot of conspiracy people talk about this theory before. You know, I, I don't know if it's conspiracy. I guess you could Is say it's it a conspiracy. Um, I guess I would say it's more. I think what people generally consider it is less conspiracy and more fringe analysis. I agree with a lot of the points. I mean, you know, we've all probably read David Graeber's book. He was well received. The bullshit jobs. The whole idea that the system breeds uh, inefficiency and disguises it as productivity. Um, I feel like you could see this with the GDP numbers today. GDP numbers came out and they were quite strong, like 4.9 or something insane. Um, it's and so people are, yeah. So pe people are kind of deceived by that though. They think that means that things are going great, but like, what is that actually measuring? Um, is it actually measuring the quality of life of the individuals participating in the system increasing productivity? Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's measuring how much work is being done that they can, that, that can be sold. Um, which is not at all the same thing. <laughs> I can make you dig ditches for 48 hours and that increases GDP, but that doesn't mean, you know, anything <laughs> for your quality of life. And I can pay you $40 an hour to do it. Mm -hmm. Makes you think. Yeah. And then I can sell it to someone else for, like I can sell to the government for $8 million a square foot somehow. There you go. Yeah, now Everything we're talking is just Chinese like, method, dude. Now, now we're talking <laughs> about building ghost cities. Yeah. Well, but the same thing happens in the U.S. as well. Uh, yeah. Get a government contract doing like anything and you'd be you could charge outrageous rates. <laughs> um, the economy yeah. is awesome. Economy yeah, the economy is, is interesting. I'll say that. Interesting. <laughs> the economy is awesome, but not as awesome as Bitcoin, baby. The future economy. Um I don't know how much Bitcoin is actually going to change any of those factors either, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it, it is just another store of wealth. I think it's, it's just going to be another way for people to accumulate value. But You say um, that like that's not a big deal. That's a huge deal, a store of wealth. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's the power of assets. It's how like people become wealthy for generations is by realizing that holding a dollar under your bed, a mattress isn't really the solution because it's just going to 
deteriorate, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have a way to counterbalance that by having a store value, have something that can actually maintain what it was worth a few years ago in terms of the transactional value that you can um, uh, extract from it or extractable value that you can have mm -hmm. from it. And that's, that's a meaningful thing. Um, yeah. Mean, it's sad that uh, that's just not what money is anymore, you know, and we have to freaking pay an extra dollar every few years for cheeseburgers. Mm -hmm. It's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon I'm going to have to find something else to eat. I'm yeah. like Jughead. You're going to have to eat burgers. I You're use factor. It's really easy. You just like heat up the food. What the heck? Is that the one of those? Yeah, so go ahead and use my um my discount code. Uh I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Just wow, plugging. Well, guys, I wanted to point out something a little bit more um drama oriented if you guys are interested. You guys remember Crypto Capo? Yes. You remember Crypto Capo? Bones, I know that, I know you're not super hot the, on it. Is that the video where BitBoy has like his chick in the car and he's like caught by the police and he has the same <laughs> No, 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 but that is also funny. That was also a very dramatic moment. No, but um, I just wanted to point out that uh, I saw this today. Um, for those of you that this is some fuel to believe that we, I think, are going to oh. give it back. Crypto Capo, the guy who was saying that this is the biggest bear trap ever. Uh, crypto ran um has defeated him he's been defeated by crypto ran he's made him publicly admit that he was wrong and that it's all over so some might read this and be like wow even the biggest bear has flipped but me i read this pessimistically buns and i think uh if even he's flipped then then maybe we've gone up too high <laughs> that's my opinion 67,000 subscribers yeah dude that's yeah, it. yeah, he's he's writing messages in his Telegram channel apologizing for his short call. It's uh, it's kind of funny, dude. It's kind of are, are funny. private groups that popular? Oh, that's yeah. on Telegram. Mm hmm. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Wow. Jesus. Join my private people like group. I don't even know that I don't can't even name that many people. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was that was. Uh, I don't think I've ever met that many people. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, that guy has been out of the money for so long. What does it even cost to fund like a short like that? You know, and and I don't know. Uh, being super high conviction and being right, I guess, gets you sixty-seven thousand subscribers on your Telegram. And I guess thoughts, being wrong, though. you just lose money. But either way, he's winning. So it's like, I think I think he just came out way ahead. Maybe I don't really I'm trust numbers like wrong. that because I think of everything as potentially bots, especially platforms that are easily bottable like Telegram. But I don't know. I'm sure like a good chunk of them are real though. But um, yeah. Yeah, like thirty of them, a full thirty-five of them, probably real. <laughs> the Average crypto, bonds. crypto Discord or what have you. No, the, I mean, dawn of, the dawn of the airdrop just, I assume that divide any crypto account or whatever, like followers by a thousand, and then you have the actual amount of people. So there's probably like 60 people in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then maybe like times that by 10, and that's how many lurkers are in there that don't want to talk. 
Mm, there's there's there for the signals, dude. There's there because they want to make some free money off of your trading signals. Um, yeah. But two and one play fives point. Most of CT makes money from the groups, not the trading. Uh, I feel like that's the open secret, right? Most of the people giving out trading advice uh, are not following their own advice. Yeah, no, no. There's no such thing as a true trading bureau. Like if these people were really as good as they say they are, they would not need people to pay to take lessons from them, period. So everyone take mm -hmm. note of that. Like uh, if they really were these like these magical creatures that just always knew the right calls, then they wouldn't need to tell anybody. In fact, they wouldn't want to tell you. I know yeah. there's some people who are like really good at making bots uh, that are very profitable or whatever. Like these people don't put all their info out there. So there are some exceptions that will like just like humble brag, not really humble, but like mm -hmm. brag about their like whatever. But that's usually after they've already extracted a whole lot of money in the first place. And then they write an article about it. Like I made $5 million because I'm smarter than all you mofos. But <laughs> yeah. they don't do it until after they make the money. And then they're not, they're not charging people for classes for it neither. Like, and there are, <laughs> I'm sure, a bunch of like, uh, trading professionals who have like fake signal channels just so they can counter trade you and they can like lead you in like, you know, lambs to the that's slaughter. Strat. I'm sure that's, that's really strat. common. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's cool. That's cool that people have, have, have figured out ways to make uh, money off of people that way in, in a very sadistic manner. Like obviously yeah. it's not good, but that's contributing to GDP and that's what I care about. <laughs> It's um, like, it's like those, you know how like you see a warning where it's like, don't use your flat iron in the bathtub or whatever. It's like, well, <laughs> duh, but obviously there are people who do that. Right. So like, just like on YouTube, you see people who are like, oh, Mr. Joe Snyder is the best trader master in the world. You got to check him out, whatever. It's like, mm -hmm. why do you think there's so many of these messages? Cause you know, it's any, any advertising, but Annie you. just like found this crypto thing for the first time and now she's gonna go do it she's like oh i gotta go find this joe <laughs> schneider guy and like suddenly like i'm gonna make all this money and yeah the best traders in the world no. are like they're they're managing like a hundred million dollars in like the most boring delta neutral fashion ever like playing both sides of the books at a pace that you know the average person could never keep up with even if you know every single trade was telegraphed in in a telegram um yeah. and sure it's like there are ways with the Lambo. <laughs> yeah. it's like um you know and and the heuristics where it's like oh you know you can trade the chop you buy low sell high it's like wow that's so easy that's so smart uh good luck <laughs> you know everyone's um, a guru in a bull market too to be aware yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah that's the funniest thing we get so cocky about it i made this call last year and look at it look at it oh yeah I mean, yes. that's kind of what uh, Richard Hart was doing all throughout the bear market, right? I mean, I called the top, so that's why I'm I'm really smart. Uh, lot lots of uh, that people just flipping from bear to bull, dude. But the cool thing about the bull market is because of the euphoria, everyone feels like they can get rich. It makes it a lot easier to to make the sale uh, to people, you know. Definitely, yeah. that's that's where you got to really have your ears open and your mm -hmm. eyes wide open. Super skeptical. If anyone's rushing you into anything, it's a scam. Mm -hmm. Assume that. Yeah. To Beavis's point, there the the funny this is the funniest guy to have made this point. But Andrew, there's an Andrew Tate video going around. I could play a little clip of it here, um, but he makes yeah. a, the point where he to. says, "It's just look, trust me, it'll make you giggle a little bit." He's a kind of a funny guy. Um, 
I need a paper bag so I can throw up. (laughs) (laughs) He made the point. I'm kidding. That um, (laughs) to the point of like the best traders in the world, right, are managing lots of money and they're doing it as delta neutral as possible. It's because if you have, you know, $200 million, a 2% return, that's still a fuckload of money, baby. You know what I mean? Uh, it's really only people that have a little bit of money that are desperately chasing 10x, 100x, 50x because they yeah. need it more, right? That's the sad truth. Tell you some math. You know how he made his money, right? Men jerking off. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not funny. Sex trafficking. Literally. Uh, that's why I find it kind of ironic. This this video. He's got a very interesting point he makes here. Uh, it's 10 minutes oh, long. I'm only going to play play this oh, part here. Maybe feel suicidal. Unimpressive. Worst people in the world, these people. All these crypto influencers. All unimpressive specimens of humans. None of them have done anything difficult to actually make money. You know, if you want to make money in the real world, you have to learn skills along. I love way. his hand position. And yeah. his accent. What What is his accent? His accent is like... I don't know. Is well, he American? I'm not going to say it. That's mean. Yeah. I, I could only think about things too when I ask that question. Well, come on, now say it. I mean, I don't even know what you guys could possibly be. be I don't thinking. want to offend people who don't deserve to be offended. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I'm from the Midwest. and mm-hmm. I'm from the South. It gets real bad here. You know. You say really twisted things about people who sound funny. Yeah. we I've, I've heard people that sound like that many a time. Um, <laughs> and let's mean, just say, dude? I don't what know. Are you guys I'm, I'm not going to be mean. We're probably both implying different things, but it's just hilarious internally. So I'll yeah. just keep it there. All right. Keep I don't want to be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think crypto Twitter is, like does canceling or crypto yeah, industry. Well, actually, if you recall, that one ENS guy um, got canceled. But that was the only instance I'd ever witnessed. I don't and think it, it was... can be canceled, right? Like, because I'm like a minority or whatever. <laughs> That would be that would be extremely challenging. Someone would need be to really like hard. move mountains. You know, you would have need to have committed some serious crimes. But yeah, it, yeah. that would be a big challenge. What did he? What did this ENS guy get canceled for? He bought a bad ENS name. Um, no, he was uh, like a co-founder of ENS or on the on the founding team, and uh, he's like in his bio, he's like Catholic, unapologetic, and like. As you How might expect someone that has that in their oh, bio. Yeah. Um, he just had a bunch of tweets talking about how he doesn't like gay people. Oh, okay. Um, and then and then he got oh, canceled. No. Well, he was kind of begging for it. Yeah, right? I mean, that's like that's, that's like the most obvious. Like, so yeah, I'm reading yeah, that bio. Kind of you you can't piss someone off with that bio because you know oh, if they're like five minutes away from, from seeing something <laughs> like that. And I oh, agree yeah. with John's tips. <laughs> right i think that's the thing we're trying not to say oh you sounds mad closeted <laughs> but like that's the thing i don't want to offend people who actually like are mad closeted like, comparing he the just has a, like yeah i wouldn't want to be in a category with andrew tate whatsoever. i don't i don't want to there's nothing inherently wanna... bad about being like closeted or whatever but there's something inherently bad about being andrew tate oh mm. so. yeah just some of the things that come out of his mouth it's like are you do you actually believe these things I don't and think he does. He's. I, I think, think he obviously doesn't. He's playing it up. Yeah. Like yeah. that's why. Like you know, if that's what you got to do to make money, we, he's already established that he's has no problem hoeing himself out. So he's mm-hmm. just gonna continue doing that, just in whatever form is it profitable. 
it actually just occurred to me that it is extremely ironic because he's saying he's a crypto influencer, like that crypto influencers are are bottom of the barrel, but maybe in the influencer pile, but he's also in the influencer pile because he's like one of the most disgusting kinds, which is a a male influencer (laughs) where you just specifically target like lonely young boys and try to convince them that, you know, if they buy your course... They'll with get how he started making his money and then he like shut down women for using their bodies for to make money at the same time it's like what yeah i but feel like crypto guys classic isn't that how that's like the, you what? that's the only demographic that he can like punch down on i feel like every every single other like influencer criteria uh you know is is way too tough because he if he tries to go after like you know um like supplement like shillers or whatever you know i feel like that's one rung above him you know if he tries to go after uh what other kinds of influencers we gotta make, are a, here? We gotta make an infographic for this um that'd be very yeah. helpful i think we need like an iceberg community. chart i want to do that that the tiktok thing where they go like where they're like npcs i want to try that yeah limits <laughs> that sounds awesome i know that all us. you have to do is like say where i welcome them it's like you all right, all right. the same thing over and over guy. again. It's like perfect for autism. Just like, oh, this is easy. <laughs> same thing yeah. over and over again. I like this. I like this. <laughs> like it's Aaron's so fun good. just watching them. <laughs> Aaron's good brings up a great point that he says that stuff to get people talking about him like right now. So I played right into his hands. Enough yeah, enough is enough. Did. Let's talk yeah, business now you. in the last 15 minutes or so. Let's talk real, real shit. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready to exploit your nerd brains now. Your bulbous engineer minds. Uh, Phantom Sonic. Funny name to me. Andre Cronier has finally acquired all the Chaos Emeralds. and so It now made me laugh. Yeah, all right. Wait, I'm what? You lulled. Huh? I laughed at Phantom Sonic. Oh, you I did? I think it's okay. a good name. It makes I like me it. Hate. I like it. It's nostalgic. It captures exactly what it's supposed to do, I suppose, because my main takeaways from my understandings from this is it's just extremely fast. And that's what I'm seeing from all the videos from the testnet. Do you think, uh, Buns, are you excited for this? Does this mean anything to you? Ooh. Does it mean anything to me? Okay. So, um, <laughs> what is question. it? 2000 TPS, like transactions per second, right? Which mm-hmm, is great. Yeah. Like if you have that volume, right? If you have that much through throughput right mm-hmm. um so i don't know maybe it's like maybe it's like a solution to a problem that we don't quite yet have but could theoretically um yeah. have in the future as like blockchains grow and like we end up having uh like ethereum level of uh transactions then like those things do matter so it's good to i'm i'm a big fan of having things that are future proof so that you're able to be prepared for the inevitable. Um, and will I, do I think that there's any noticeable difference at this stage? I don't know, because I haven't like sat down and tried it on the test net. Um, but as far as I understand it, it's still having um, a finality of a second. The average finality is still one second, right? Mm. But so like, I, I don't know what people are saying if they say that it's faster. Have you tried it out on the test net, Beavis? Um, I haven't, but I've watched a lot of videos. I'm glad um, you're honest. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've been keeping up with it because honestly, it's super interesting. You know, you can't um, ignore it. It's everywhere. 
yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you follow phantom people it's like uh you know you yeah you they're all awoken it. from their crypts like it's, yeah right. dude i'm like people, people i've never seen before right but um yeah i mean i i think uh i i you know started my journey on phantom because i was excited about the fvm i was excited about the possibility of, of optimizing the EVM. Um, I follow like Monad or Monad and, and talk with their team a lot because I'm excited about optimized EVM. So this is like really up my alley. Um, I will say like, and, and we see this problem on Solana and we see this problem everywhere. It is a solution to a problem that does not exist yet. Um, because there's not enough demand to push 2000 transactions uh, per second through a blockchain network. And, mm -hmm. you know, when are we going to have that level of demand? Hopefully soon, you know, hopefully Sonic is really well positioned. And, you know, what I see this as is, okay, let's say they go to mainnet in three to six months. They're probably going to have years to build out infrastructure before they'll, they'll start kind of pushing at the limits of, of that TPS. And I think timing wise, like the launch of Phantom Sonic is just kind of the foot of a, of a brand new journey for them. And it's going to be years and years before they have the infrastructure, they have the applications, they have everything they need for it to actually be worthwhile. You know, even mm -hmm. right now, um, you know, events are still going to take time to process. Like the average user, like you don't need to care that it's 2000 TPS. You're not going to see a massive difference. You'll see a lot more consistency, I imagine, especially as everything gets more mature. Mm -hmm. But, you know, where, where the 2000 TPS comes in is, you know, you can kind of become like an, uh, a, a high throughput, like internet, you can support a lot of web 2.5 use cases, you can support gaming, you can support a lot of crazy stuff, people can fire off transactions at your network at like insane O speed, and you can just eat them up. And that's awesome. We just haven't seen anything where it, or, or any use cases where that's useful because every single transaction costs money it costs gas so you know when you're like a cto deciding what technologies to use on one hand you have phantom sonic which is going to cost you gas every transaction on the other hand you have an sql database which uh is sure going to cost money but it's going to be relatively dirt cheap um, compared to blockchain so mm. it's about finding a use case that benefits from the super high throughput um, and blockchain technology. I believe and they compare it directly to like Visa MasterCard settlement systems is, is kind of what they're angling at. You know what Visa's TPM is or TPS is? I think it's like in the hundreds. Um, I don't, they can, well. They, th they I, say I theoretically they can support 24,000, but mm -hmm. right now, like um, at like their peak, they have like 1,700. Yeah, so I mean, even Visa is using less than the 2000 transactions per second. Well, I, I yeah. guess that tells us uh, they can definitely scale to like max demand, um, yeah. which is useful when you're when you're starting these conversations like, you know, um, if their goal is to be Visa 3.0 um, and, <laughs> and that's a 20, 30, 40, 50 year long journey, you know, it makes sense the runway now. Um, but you know, now they're starting with the tech that can do it and they can just build on it now for 30 years. And it's kind of like the idea of future proof tech is really cool when you're 
the one building it. Um, I think like the people who are getting super excited about uh, Phantom Sonic need to need to realize that this is like the foot of, of the journey. And I think like kudos to them for making it happen because it is awesome. Um, well, Beavis, that's not what we paid you to come on here to say. You're supposed to say Phantom's going to go to ten dollars um, <laughs> because of this immediately. Uh, yeah, but if if transactions are cheaper and uh, it's less expensive to transact, you know, um, you know, where does that lead? I mean, you know, if you if you look at like people pricing in a decade of growth or what have you, I think Chainlink is a good example of that. Like. The reason people are doing that is because Chainlink has a monopoly. They are closing deals with the biggest organizations in the world. So, you know, they they talk about their product. This is what it's going to be like in in a decade. And people kind of flood in because they're like, okay, I, I F with this vision. I see it happening in real time. Phantom, it's like, you know, here you've got you've got the tech. How how can we or how can like, you know, a hedge fund or how can a, a business partner who might run their credit cards through the phantom chain see okay you know where where is this going to go um and right now i think um that's like you know i we've heard ideas they want to process credit card transactions they want to you know provide institutional grade services but like that's a lot of freaking transactions uh you know and you need to source demand for that and and that i feel is going to be their huge journey and they're they're fighting against like really really strong um forces that are 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 working against them right now and i think to source demand for all that block space um is is going to be the big challenge and mm -hmm. um if they do that then we're going to see phantom everywhere forever um you know, if, if, if they can find demand for freaking 2000 TPS, um, then that's like God mode. Uh, but for now, it's it's just really cool, awesome tech. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I hope it, uh, you know, goes goes where it should because it's cool. I agree. Unfortunately, the history of tech uh, is filled with examples of really nice advanced tech uh, failing to find market adoption. Uh, or losing out to uh, outright inferior technology just because they can't get the demand high enough. I think the the one that comes to mind is I think uh, HD DVD and Blu-rays. HD DVDs were actually better, but Blu-rays just sold better. They have more marketing guys. They had more BD guys. I mean, yeah, you know, they just made our... more deals with porn companies, and that was case closed. It was over. Yeah, that that's why um, you know it, it's like. Our company, we work on, uh, you know, our foundations and our dApps, and we're really passionate about them. But at the end of the day, we're not like a BD marketing company. We're an engineering company. So, you know, our most popular work is almost always work we do for other people. Um, and, you know, we can leverage a lot of that success and a lot of that reputational um, positivity into into our own work but at the end of the day like if you're competing with people who don't really care that much about the tech there are guys out there that can sell a turd uh to world leaders you know um, mm -hmm. i cannot do that uh and and i think you need to kind of optimize for what you can do and i mean phantom i think if they're optimizing to be the service provider 
um, and the like, you know, engine uh, for neo finance or neo banking or whatever. I think they could totally do that. It's just they need to lean into their strengths. Um, they need to find like a flagship partner and they need to just really like align with them. Um, and, and what that takes is kind of, you know, bending the knee a little, uh, and I hate to say it, I've, I've done it many a time. It's like, you know, if, if you want your tech to, to make it where it needs to go, um, you know, you need to realize that that takes a really skilled marketer and business development engine, um, and yeah, otherwise, you know, it's like you've got this tourbillon watch, you've got the world's most, you know, beautiful, complex instrument, um, but you don't really have what it takes, you know, to sell it to the guy in Miami who's like on his eighth line of coke, uh, you know, blowing money on the world's techiest artwork. Yeah, uh, because that's, the that's guy, you know, not your, not your bag. You can't sell the coke head. <laughs> <laughs> The, the build it and they will come philosophy just isn't the way to go. Um, I guarantee you that. Um, <laughs> I think that like there is a lot of space that needs to be saved um, when it comes to Phantom uh, on a lot of fronts. Uh, some of those have been mentioned in the comments. So uh, don't kill the messenger. But uh, mm -hmm. some of the comments that I've seen in here uh, mentioning like centralization components with the EOA, uh, the multi-chain exploits, uh, that was not a good look. Uh, so working with and prioritizing having their, uh, having uh, alternatives on the chain and having like, like if I go to like Binance, I know I can have real USDT, for example, like you don't have those like fundamentals on Phantom still. And also like the tech is great right but like this is something that phantom has already been able to tout for a while that you know this is coming and people already have priced that in so to speak we expected this to happen at some point um but again i think it is one of those like solving a problem that isn't really a problem quite yet um and perhaps shouldn't be the priority i know that those are different fronts you know there's a the tech, the tech side of things, and there's the the BD side of things, like Bebus was mentioning, um, and there are different aspects, and the marketing is a different aspect entirely. But there are also other ways to like um, save face, like uh, for example, with um, dealing with the, the the funding for their uh, was the grant programs. Like um, I know uh, that there were some issues with the one of the products that was funded by that grant program, and um, some products that were that applied like SoulSwap um, and just weren't even eligible for the vote entirely. So I, and mm. the rationale for that was kind of weird. It was like, well, we looked at products internally and a, a group of four of us uh, looked at the products and we're like, oh yeah, this should be one that people should be able to vote on. But it's like, what? Why is there this arbitrary like centralized layer here? Which kind of like yeah. leads me to like, other people, again, I don't kill the messenger, but saying things like, you know, like why do they have such preferential treatment over certain products versus other products? Mm -hmm. um, and they do say things like, well, innovation, et cetera. And like, I know, for example, I, I can't speak for other products. I don't know what they said in their, in their application, but I know like with us, for example, uh, we mentioned that we're building a new uh, wallet that like does all these different things, all right? And supports mm -hmm. Phantom, et cetera. So like, that's a completely new feature. Um, that's being rolled out and uh, products that's been with Phantom since 2021. Uh, 
And they're like, well, no, we're not even gonna let people like vote on it entirely. So not even giving people a chance, which is just weird. It's like, yeah, didn't everyone get the opportunity to be voted on at least like if you submitted, like unless like you are up to some felonious nonsense, which actually one of the projects they hand selected, uh, the allegedly, uh, uh, What's names, nonsense. We, um, we talked about it on the show recently, I believe, uh, if well, just tell me if I'm right, if this is the right one, uh, we go we go swap yeah right and uh, yeah the thing is that like i mean hmm, i don't really know what makes it that much different dude, from, dude, from dude, another I'm exchange my face on the network but like i'm not because I, you know i am very i'm a big advocate <laughs> for soul swap especially um and i just feel like there's just like certain things where it just doesn't add up and um, you know, the first thing they pissed me off with was them reneging on the original $10 million or not the 10, yeah, 10, 10 mil TBL thing that we achieved. And then weeks before we started getting any payout for what would have amounted to a couple million dollars worth of Phantom, they're like, oh, actually, no, um, we're not doing this anymore. And the reason for that, I can tell you the reason for that, because I, I have the, the low on that, but um, I might just keep that to myself right now. But uh, the reason for that was like, you know, just mostly bad planning on their behalf. Uh, They Mm -hmm. didn't anticipate that, hmm, maybe people who are getting this money might sell the money. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, especially never, like it said explicitly that these funds are used um, at the discrepancy of the developers. You can do whatever you want, basically. So if you have these grants that aren't tied to any specific parameters and then suddenly you want to arbitrarily insert a parameter which tends to be the 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 trend here is arbitrarily inserting xyz parameter in a centralized manner especially and in a way that is also not like at least transparently like mm-hmm. um ex- like uh ex- exposed or, or articulated because i mean how does it look if you're a project you apply for a grant and then suddenly you tell your community, hey, we're going to get this grant. We're going to get this grant because we qualified for it. And then you don't get the grant, right? It makes you as a project and as a project leader, like questionable. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. one, were you lying to us this whole time? Or two, did you actually not qualify? Or three, did you qualify? But then like for some reason, like maybe you are like a rug pull. Like, you know what I mean? People are like very finicky with that. Mm-hmm. Literally, direct correlation with that $10 million thing, um, like the moment that they realized that fan was no longer doing that, uh, the funding for that anymore. Um, we were like cut in half, like in one day, we lost $5 million CBL simply because wow. fan decided, Oh, we're not going to do this anymore. You can get the charts. It's like right there directly correlated mm-hmm. with it. Um, people were excited to put and invest money into it. Cause they saw like, okay, well now this team's going to be able to hire on more developers and like do all the X, Y, and Z. And then we were spending like, 10 million, uh, 10, uh, sorry, $10,000 a month on like marketing and stuff like that. Cause we had the expectation that like, mm-hmm. it's going to continue growing or whatever. Um, and then I, I personally paid $50,000 to get our token on an exchange. Like mm-hmm. I could have done a lot of other things. I could have had like way better extensions of all colors. Um, <laughs> like, there's so many things I could have done like with mm-hmm. $50,000. I could have bought more AirPods. You could have bought so many sets of AirPods. Yeah, like you could have. Now I new, only have three. A new yeah. set of AirPods every time you are on camera, or every day, and the old ones you just throw in the trash. Yeah, you could. Well, you could saying. donate them. Donate. You could have started your Andrew Tate uh, esque, except like female career, where you uh, 
are a misandrist. Is know. there a female Andrew Tate? There should be. And there should be. You could go and you could be like, listen, girl, you need to glow up. You need to stop whatever girls are doing. like a fairy godmother of like Oh, actually, yeah, by the way, speaking of which, I do own H E A U X dot ETH. So if anybody wants oh. to buy the domain, I have well, those. Okay. Um, no, I mean, to your point, though, Bun, I, I agree with you. It, it is extremely, I would say at the very least, very unprofessional to alter the terms of deals uh, midway huge. through, right? Uh, it's not a good look. And I think it, it does. So if we're talking about demand for for phantom space, like block space, it's going to be hard to fill that if people feel like they could get rugged at any moment on terms of deals. It's they very make, disheartening. Right? Like if it wasn't for our community being so avalan- like uh, so like passionate about phantom, mm-hmm. oh please, we would be gone. We'd have been gone yesterday. I I like there's so many things that I love about phantom, but what I don't like is just how like, like we've been swap. treated by them. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, how we've been treated by them, <laughs> but like, um, I I can't like I like I'm at the I I'm basically a slave for my community, right? So like I do what they tell me to do, and if they don't want me to to if they want me to stay on Phantom, then I'm gonna suck it up and stay on Phantom. But mm-hmm. I will say begrudgedly for a number of reasons, and I think that it's clear what those reasons are. Um, yeah, that so- was that was that was uh, I think they called that. Uh, a struggle sesh. <laughs> I told that them was... to watch this, by the way. So hopefully they see this. Hi, oh, y'all. Thanks for or the fancy. follow, Michael. By the way, that's cool. I think. Um, I mean, really, like trying to to boil all this down. Um, you know, consistency and and projectability, etc. Stability are kind of what we Reputation. look for. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really like I'm not in this business to um like make a bunch of money i'm not in this business to go to the freaking moon or whatnot you know i'm in this business so that we can work on interesting problems and so that we can build and i don't i don't care like all i care about is is being able to look six months into the future and say okay this is what things are going to look like um and the best way to to mess that up is to renege on deals uh, you know, um, alter deals, do this, do that. And, and, you know, as, as someone that runs a business, I deal with this all the time. Um, you know, and very careful what you promise. Yeah. So does, so does everybody, you know, we're in, it's like, Hey, you know, we've got a, a big private label deal in, in the pipeline. Um, you know, we've had a soft agreement, we're handshaking, uh, you know, their lawyer is, is working on it. It'll be a couple weeks. You know, and and you plan out, you're like, okay, what kind of resources are we going to need to make this happen? And of course, I've learned, okay, until until pen hits paper, uh, you know, don't don't think about growth or don't think about resourcing some of these things. But in 2021, early 2022, um, you know, you needed to move fast and you didn't necessarily have time to wait to get everything super formalized. And, um, you know, the sort of volatility and decision making uh, I think is is the main problem. And that's, you know, it, it pisses builders off. And, and really what you're going to get is you're going to get people over promising, under delivering, you know, in for a quick, you know, three month pump and dump or whatever. Um, that's the builder you're going to attract. If, the ones that if, are gaming the system. Like, if if and- you're, yeah, but, um, you know, it, it, it really, it is what it is. It's kind of the nature of business, especially a fast moving industry like this. Um, and 
you know, uh, I would say, you know, really what, what now that, now that Phantom, Sonic, FVM, all of that is kind of achieving somewhere close to a maintenance state. And of course it isn't, they've got a lot of development work to do, but now that it's out and they can start seeing it used in production and, and, and start, you know, hunting down bugs and perfecting the system. I think really like they need to focus on their business development. They need to focus on restoring their reputation. Um, you know, and, and that's where you, you source demand for the TPS. It's not with the marketing, you know, the marketing, you can, you know, token price go up, but you know, the, the, economics of the efficient DeFi market where, oh, token price goes up, yield is going to go up, everything is just going to perfectly fall into place. Um, that doesn't really work in a high interest rate environment. Um, it really takes like boots on the ground, you know, getting people bought into to what you're building and how you're building it. And I know for a fact, like, you know, the the Phantom team, like the builders of Phantom Sonic, like they've got some geniuses uh in their tool belt they've got some serious serious talent you know andre is a straight up genius you know we 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 can't deny that um i think really you know what it's going to take is you know how can we bottle that and turn it into something that we can sell Um, because right now it's just you know i i tell like i i try to explain you know the history of phantom and and all the lore and and our accomplishments there to people from other networks, to people from, from outside of, uh, you know, the bubble. And it's just like, it's almost seen as a detriment. Oh, you were on phantom. What the heck? Um, which oh yeah, no, like it shouldn't, literally it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It's yeah. Annoying. But, uh, you know, um, I think like, you know, time will kind of heal a lot of the wounds of, of 2021, 2022, but, um, it's, Probably. it's definitely, uh, you know, I'm not going to call it a liability um, to, to be phantom associated, but um, it certainly uh, is not the benefit it should be because we had a really strong culture and I think they did a really good job, um, you know, growing the ecosystem. Um, and I just I'd, I'd like to see them recapture that reputation. I'd like to shout on the rooftops. Hey, you know, I, I got my start on phantom. Um, you know, we were gangster with it. Uh, we, we worked really hard and, and we bootstrapped an ecosystem, um, because I think, you know, the phantom network deserves that the builders deserve that. And it's just going to take really hard, sincere work, which I've seen from them already. Um, but they've got a, a, a ways, a ways ahead of them. Um, and, mm. and that's coming from me. Like, you know, I am, um, you know, I'm their biggest critic because, you know, it's like I, family I so or much. your best friend or whatever. You're like, you got to be real with them. Like, otherwise they're not going to grow and like, you know, achieve their best potential. Like, that's it. Yeah. I say it from a place mm-hmm. of love. I mean, I benefit directly from Phantom <laughs> getting their shit together. So I'm heavily vested in that initiative <laughs> of getting your shit together. Yeah. And they're, they're 100% in the, I've seen like massive improvements over the past, you know, uh, little while i think even like the multi-chain thing they handled pretty damn well and professionally you know there's no there's no good Mm -hmm. outcome there um you know the the decisions leading up to that everything like ignoring that like you don't really hear it much anymore Mm -hmm. um 
you know, once in a while we get people coming into to, into our Discord. It's the saddest thing ever, you know, asking why their die is worth twenty yeah. cents or whatever, and we have to explain to them that you know their uh, on-chain resources are are worthless now. Um, Damn. But you Those know, guys that took it serious to set it and forget it, and they come back and what did they come back to? That's brutal. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's but like they have so the much money thing. in the bank, for example, right? Like I think honestly, what would have been a responsible thing to do is to, with all these grants, right? Like they give out for, for merit cases or whatever, but like also for cases where like, if you're an exchange or if you're a lending market, like you're heavily like hurt by this. We have a lot of money in our bank. We want to make sure these products don't just leave like some product, like a lot of products actually ended up, doing because they really had no chance no choice like my like pay which was already like destitute um got caught cut down the by like uh to like 20 percent of what it was before because of this exploit thing right like mm -hmm. i would have had every i mean any sane person in my position that doesn't just absolutely love what they do would be like why am i like running this for like five hundred dollars a month or whatever like what what's the point you know so like i think that it would have been wise of them to have done something to help with um bolstering those those communities and allowing for us to regrow our tvl again um mm -hmm. as opposed to like basically starting back to to um like ground level all over again and uh, on top of like having to fight all the annoying subgraphs and all the annoying everything else that happened as a result of having to deal with uh <laughs> the the prices having to switch over to different um assets etc and uh, it's just a whole hot mess express especially as a developer having to deal with that and then as a product leader and as a product leader of an exchange like right like and then um just another slap in the face like right after that but like oh and you can't be eligible to be considered for a grant it's like little things like that go a long way like if the, mm -hmm. if the community was like, no, we don't even want to vote for you, then cool, right? But like, if it's you and two other of your, of your buddies that are like, we don't think they're innovative enough. Um, okay, cool. Say that to our 100 repositories on, on GitHub and like thousands and thousands of, uh, of uh, pull requests or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah. yeah, we're not innovative enough. But okay, um, enough in rant. <laughs> well... I hope you feel better getting it off I your know. chest, you know? I feel worse now. Because it does sound kind of bull, you know? Is it, it is you know, bull. I mean, things like that just need to be let out. I mean, I know yeah. I would. I know people, especially, like, there's a lot of people in the community that are, like, very passionate about Phantom. But what you don't want to have is the only people that are left that are passionate about it is simply because they're big bag holders. Like, yeah. I have no choice to, but to be passionate about it in some way or another and be like, go Phantom. Why? Because a lot of things that I'm involved with involve a heavy amount of phantoms. So I really want that number to go up. Yeah. And I'm more vested in that number going up than most people. Um, <laughs> I, I'll just put it that way. Right. Uh, so Lesson I'm not learned. going to try to like hurt my own bags, so to speak, but you don't want it to be, that's the only reason why people are speaking highly of you is because they don't want to hurt their investment. And a lot of products yeah. have that problem, but it doesn't work out in the long term. You want people to be heavily interested in it because they believe in the mission and they believe in the the integrity of what they're representing at the end of the day. Even if it is a performing at the optimal levels or whatever, if they ultimately believe this is a place where I can trust that they're going to follow through with their word, 
that goes a long way. I've had people follow me from product to product to product over the years simply because they know I'm not perfect, but you will always know along the way where my thought process is, why I did what I did, and that will be completely transparent. I'm not going to just like do something and then like dodge questions about like what my rationale is for X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. May not be the best decision, but you'll at least know my rationale. You can agree with it. You can disagree with it, but that will be out in the in the forefront and you're yeah. open and criticize it. Reputation is huge. Reputation is huge. It's probably the most valuable thing each person's got because once it's gone, it's really hard to get it back. And I think that's the spot. I think we've come to this conclusion that that's kind of where the foundation has found themselves in. Um, yeah, like not to beat a dead horse. So, so let's, let's, uh, let's, I guess we can start wrapping it up. We're like an hour 15, right? Um, I don't know if this is true. I think DCA man. And I think toasty alpha are kind of trolling here. Maybe not toasty alpha so much here. Uh, cause when I look at the price of an ethos reserve note, it's a dollar Oh two, which is still above peg, but it's not 98 cents, bro. Come on now. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be yeah. like, uh, you know, a gift from heaven. But yeah, yeah. For I mean, you, persistency, <laughs> persistency and consistency is king, I think, is the lesson here. And the only way to prove that you're consistent, you're persistent, et cetera, is with time. Um, and and I think we just need to, um, to you know, give give everyone some time. Uh, let let, <laughs> uh, you know, things, you know, so decompress a little shake bit. out. Let's decompress. Yeah, um, Let's yeah. let's wrap this up here. All right. Let's okay. come let's kind of wrap this up. Buns, what's next for Soul Swap? Uh real quick. You know, what's next for you? What do you want to plug, huh? What do you want the people to know? What do you want people to look at? We have a wallet coming up. I'm trying to get it released on Halloween, but I don't know. That's kind of subject to Ooh. Apple's uh policies of like accepting things, but um yeah, I had to do like a hard reset button on it though um, with the original version that we had uh, because of annoyance, annoying aspects of a shitty Xcode. Still up mm. your game, Apple. Um, and also like with the upgrade update on the OS and everything. But yeah, so it's whatever. But I <laughs> have been hacking away at a better version and I'm excited about it. And there's a lot of neat features that we're going to have. And of course, you know how I am. I like to get all the feedback from people and make people's wishes come true or dreams come true. So hell yeah. I really look forward to the feedback that we get from that. Yeah, for sure. I've got to test It'll definitely it out, be out by the end of November at the latest because I can't imagine it taking that long. Beast. All right. All right. Could be an early Halloween surprise. Now, Beavis, what about you? Have you done anything with your life lately? Well, Buns is, um, is over here crafting applications. What are you doing, huh? I'm not going to have power all day, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> cool. So I'm working from an iPad. Uh, other than that, digit.xyz, if you haven't tried it, folks, come on. What are you doing? We just shipped <laughs> uh, uh, our implementation of Reliquary over on the Optimism Network. Uh, really good stablecoin yield. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, Ethos V2 in a couple weeks, Aurelius a couple weeks following. Uh, we just have so much stuff going on this quarter, trying to get ready for uh, a really nice quarter one next year, uh, you know, as as tends to be uh, our MO, um, try to position ourselves for budget renewal and whatnot. So, yeah, um, we're just building crap 
check out cool. the Oath Foundation Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just going to do our thing. Sweet, sweet. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Buns, check out her, her app, the Soul Swap app. My Horror app. The check out the, the horror app. The uh, soul. Uh, well, the name is to be announced. Okay. I don't want to say it. Get taken. Um, Whoa. I have reserved quite a few different names. Okay. And, yeah, okay. It is well protected, and it'll be on Android and um, Google Play. Um, I actually went and I got this cool little phone just to test it on. Whoa! Oh, cool. cool. That's, That's sick. Awesome. That was just an excuse to get cool. the phone, I'll be honest. It's really fun to play games on it. I bet. That's just a little five. So <laughs> use my discount code and get yourself a little five. It looks like this. a little stylus thing here. Wow. Awesome. Amazing. And uh, yeah, check out digit.xyz for your reliquary needs, right? Uh, Beavis' new app from the Bite Masons. Guys, I really want to thank you for showing up today. Buns, Beavis, it's great to catch up with you too. Uh, it was a really fun show for me. I hope you guys had fun too. And I hope everyone watching enjoyed. Um, we'll see you next time on Block Bites. On Dragon Ball Z. Adios. Adios. <laughs>